presented by XFL2K.com with your host, Tron Hawkins. Welcome to This is the XFL Podcast. I am your host, Tron Hawkins. Today we're going to be talking about, uh, I say Black Monday, um, but it's really a combination of NFL and college coaches that's been fired recently and um, who I think could coach in the XFL. A couple of these long shots, I'll give it that. Um, but you never know. You know, Vince and them have money. Uh, we know they're going to pay players at 300000 The question is how much they're going to pay coaches. Well, star players, 300000 So how much are they going to pay coaches is the question. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing who's going to be coaches. You know, the next few weeks or so, probably by the end of the month, we're going to know who the coaches are for these teams. And then from there, they're going to start building um, their their respective teams, starting with a quarterback. Um, so let's see let's see what happens. Um, this is just my list of coaches that's been fired and stuff. Um, I have three college head coaches. And then I have five NFL offensive coordinators. I think this is going to be an offensive league, um, which is obvious by the rules. So we're going to see this offensive league. Um, I don't see any defensive coordinators getting jobs as head coaches. I mean, they're going to have to have defensive coordinators at XFL. But um, I'm kind of interested to see where this is going to go. You know, starting yesterday, it's the XFL offseason. This is the offseason for the XFL the next year or so. So it's going to be interesting to see what transpires in the next year and a month. Um, as we get towards 2020, I'm excited. Everybody's excited. So I'm going to kind of go through a brief rundown of what coaches I think could go and why do I think that. Um, the first one will be Urban Meyer. I know this is a long shot. I know what you think. You're thinking, that's crazy. But I've seen some steam for it kind of pick up on Twitter and on other social media. And it got me to thinking, it's possible. Uh, I think this. I see the XFL as a league of redemption, not just for players, but as coaches as well, as you will see um, with two of, my, two of my other coach choices. So... Let's go over Urban Meyer. He's a winner everywhere he goes. Um, he took Utah. Um, Utah was the first team uh, outside of the big conferences to go and win a BCS uh, bowl game. They beat um, Pittsburgh in the Fiesta Bowl and had a perfect season, 12-0 that year in 2004. Um, he also coached Alex Smith. So, I mean, he's got history of making pro quarterbacks. He's a quarterback whisperer. He was the Florida Wins championships with um, with Tim Tebow. Keep on the other quarterback's name, but he he won with Tebow and another quarterback. So I mean, he 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 knows what he's doing as a coach. He was uh, with ESPN for a little bit after retiring, quote unquote, um, from Florida. That didn't last long. Because bam, he was going to be uh, in 2012 season. He was going to be Ohio State coach. He dominated there. Won that championship in 2014, thanks to uh, JT Barrett. He won the first uh, college football playoff, 42-20. But then, uh, in this season, he had, you know, he had to take administrative leave because of all the spousal abuse allegations against the assistant coach, Zach Smith. So, he, he got in some trouble there. That played into him, that played into him retiring. He finished the season uh, yesterday, in fact. Uh, with Ohio State, they beat Washington in the Rose Bowl. Um, he said he was going to retire from coaching. But his offense, the spread offense, I think would work well in XFL. That's going to be the kind of offense we're going to see. He is a visionary. 
Um, you know, he, he, he played with what he had at Ohio State. He didn't always have the best teams at Ohio State, like compared to Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, some of them. But he was always competitive, and he took what he had and molded it into good stuff, like JT Barrett and uh, some of those other quarterbacks that he had. You know, I don't think he wants to go out like this. I don't think he wants to go out retiring amidst controversy. Um, he's got enough money to do him for a while with all the coaching he's done at Florida, Bowling Green, and Ohio State, and Utah. So I think he would do it just for the thrill of being a coach. We don't know how long XFL is going to last. We, we don't know. And I hope it lasts for a while. I hope it lasts for as long as Vince wants it to. Um, but, I mean, do I think that he could coach for a year or two? And just call it quits? Yeah, I do. I mean, think about all the Braxton Miller, JT Barrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas. I mean, he has molded great players. Why can't he do that with some of these young guys from the XFL? I'm not saying it's going to happen because the money might be too much. I don't know how much money he'll be asking for. But, boy, if they could get him, that would be a big coup for the XFL. And it would show that XFL means business. The next one, talking about um, talking about battered images. Uh, and maybe redemption is Bobby Petrino. You know, Bobby Petrino. I'm a Falcons fan, and I remember when he screwed up with the Falcons and didn't even coach a whole damn season with him because of the whole Michael Vick dogfighting thing. He's not the best person in the world. I mean, he got in a motorcycle accident going to go see, you know, his 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 mistress. Um, but he's a good coach. Um, he is a good coach, but as I hate to admit it, you know, he he coached Louisville twice. And uh, so this is what this is what started. He he coached Louisville twice. In 2006, he signed a 10-year contract extension to stay with the team. Uh, he went from one million a year to 1.6 million a year, and then in the final year, he'd been paid 2.6 million. However, he left after one season to coach the Falcons. Falcons signed him to a five-year, 24 million dollar contract. He was ready to develop Michael Vick into a more complete quarterback. Then he got in trouble for the legal dogfighting. They he he finished three and ten as the Falcons coach. He left. He left them high and dry. And he resigned with a laminated note on each of the players' lockers. He didn't have the balls to look at the players in the eyes and say, Look, I'm not gonna be y'all's coach anymore. I don't want to do this. So then Arkansas signs him. And he really don't do that great at Arkansas. I mean he went they took him to Super Bowl in two thousand eleven, but Ohio State beat him. I mean that's really it. He had he had a motorcycle accident going to go see his mistress, and, and it just is big. It's a big mess. Um, he signed with Western Kentucky. Um, he replaced really Taggart. Then he was only there for a season after signing a big contract. So every time he signs these big contracts, he leaves after a year to take a better job, and then he ended up going to Louisville after Charlie Strong left, and he just didn't do good. He just didn't. He just didn't do good at Louisville. Uh, his second tenure there. His second tenure there, his best record was 9-4, and four, and that was just because of Lamar Jackson, if we're being honest. I mean, 9-4, 9-4, I mean, he didn't have bad um, bad time at Louisville. Well, Kentucky went, hell, he went 8-4 there. Arkansas, he went 10-3 uh, one year, and 11-2 one year. 12-1 at Louisville in 06, 9-3 in 05 with Louisville, 11-1 in 04. The thing is, He's a good coach. He wins games. He wins games like he's supposed to. But at the end of the day, he's just a terrible, terrible person. But the thing is, he's run out of chances in college. And he already blew his one chance in the NFL. 
So do I think that uh, he would take the money in XFL or try to redo his image and maybe get another college job at some point? Absolutely. He needs the rehab. He needs his image rehabbed. This might be the best opportunity for that. I think we could see Bobby Petrino as, a, as an XFL coach. I don't know what city he would coach in. Um, maybe Dallas. Maybe Houston. Um, I don't think L.A. and New York would be good for him. Maybe even St. Louis. You know, put him in a small Midwestern town where he maybe could not get in trouble, I guess. We'll see. And, and you know, when it's time for the coaches, I will, I will break them down. I will rank them and uh, stuff like that when it comes time. I'm so excited for the offseason. It is here. So let's keep going with this. Uh, the next, the last college coach I had down, I think the most likely is um, Major Applewhite. He's got fired at Houston. He served at Houston before he was a head coach as offense coordinator and quarterbacks coach. People forget, he made Houston great uh, as offense coordinator. You know, they had some 10-win seasons, some 9-win seasons, and that's for Houston. Um, Houston runs a high-powered offense. He also coached under um, Nick Saban. His offense coordinator in 2007 for Saban. Offense coordinator in 06 for Rice. Um, and at the time he was uh, with Nick Saban, he was the youngest offensive coordinator uh, among Division One A schools. He was quarterback for Syracuse, so he's played quarterback. He can relate to the quarterbacks. We keep hearing how the coaches are going to interact with the quarterback. Coach quarterback is going to be a team in the XFL. What better than a former quarterback? I'm sorry, he was quarterback coach at Syracuse. Prior to coaching, though, he was he was a, a quarterback at Texas. I apologize. So he has history with Texas. So that means Dallas and Houston will be the two spots for him. Um, of course, I don't know if he wants to coach in the same stadium he's got fired from at Houston. But yeah, I mean, what other coach would you want to learn from than a fellow quarterback? And I have another quarterback on this list later on. So I think um, I think he'd be a good quarterback as a former. I mean, a good coach as a former quarterback um, in his. Three seasons at Houston, his only head coaching job. He went 0 1 as an interim, 7 5, and 8 5. Um, only problem is, this past year, they only got fired. They got just trounced 70 to like 13 by Army in the Armed Forces Bowl. He was 0 3 in bowl games. So he's 0 3 in big bowl games. But again, to the, the get that taste out of his mouth, to get a second chance, I think that's probably good for him, especially since he's a Texas boy. He's coached in Texas. He's played football in Texas. He knows Texas. Dallas and Houston would be perfect spots for Major Applewhite. I think he. I think he'd be great. I think he'd be a great coach. Um, he's still kind of young. How old is he? He is forty, so he can relate to these younger players. He's a former quarterback. Quarterback and coach gonna be a big deal. The thing is, people need to remember is about these coaches. Not only are they gonna be coaches, they're gonna be general managers as well. So they're gonna have to build the team from the inside out. Um, so it's really cool that these guys want to take on that much responsibility. We don't know what the offseason is going to look like with XFL, like after the first season. We don't know what it entails to be general manager and coach. So we're going to, when we learn more about that, we're going to learn how these coaches are going to work. So that's all my all my college coaches. Let me break it down for you. I think uh, Applewhite's the most likely, followed by Bobby Trino and Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer is going to just cost a little bit too much. But who knows? The money might be right, and he might you know take the job. He, he might want to um, – Get that taste out of his mouth from the Ohio State scandal. We will see. The next group of coaches I'm going over is offense coordinators recently got fired from the NFL. Um, the first one, I have five of them. The first one is Byron Leftwich. Um, 
Byron Leftwich is a former NFL quarterback for the Jaguars. He was also an offensive coordinator for the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals' offense wasn't that great this year. You know, David Johnson with the crap. Josh Rosen didn't really take a big step forward like he thought he would. But he's young. Um, he was kind of inexperienced as coach. He was quarterback coach and then got hired offensive coordinator. So, so I mean, this room for him to grow. He is only, let's see how old he is. He is only uh, 38. So he's fairly young. I think it'd be good for him. He's from D.C., so he'd be a perfect coach for D.C. So he went to Marshall, and um, he gained recognition for a 64-61 win over East Carolina 2001 GMAC Bowl, which he competed against David Garrard, who's the man who took his job in the NFL. Um, He was drafted seventh overall by the Jaguars. Uh, There was a deal in place in the 2003 draft. But the Vikings and Ravens, Ravens going to move up to take left, which but one of the teams had second thoughts. The Vikings missed their pick, so therefore the Jaguars jumped them to get him. Um, he wasn't that great, um, really, as a quarterback. His final career numbers was 930 completions on 1,605 attempts. It's 57.9 passer rating, 58 touchdowns, 42 interceptions. Only completed 57% of his passes. In 2016, Cardinals hired Leverage as a coaching intern. He was then given the duty to help train the quarterbacks. And then in 2017, he was named the official quarterback coach. And until October 19, 2018, when Mike McCoy got fired, Leverage took over as general manager. And then once Steve Wilkes lost his job as head coach, um, Leverage got fired as well. As I was talking about Applewhite earlier, how Applewhite was a quarterback at Texas. Being a quarterback in this XFL, I think, will be a former quarterback, will be huge because the coach and quarterbacks got to work together. They're going to be the main team that keeps the teams going in this XFL. I know he hasn't had the best career as quarterback. I know he hasn't had the best career coaching, but there's room to grow. I mean, that was just, he literally lasted like half a season as Cardinals offensive coordinator. I think there's room to grow. I think he'd be a good coach. Um, he knows what to look for in players because he is a former player. I think a lot of former players should be coaches. And I know it's a little outside the ballpark, but I think he would be a great coach for what, uh, for the D.C. Um, XFL team. I think they should offer him, and I think he would take the money. So, I mean, as they got, there's going to be some coaching prospects. They ain't going to be just former coaches or anything. I think there's going to be a lot of coaching prospects, a lot of offensive coordinators. It's going to be an offensive league. So, I think Byron Leftwich would be a good out of left field coaching prospect, and I think he'd be good for the XFL as a former player. The next coach I want to look at is the former Minnesota office coordinator, John D. Filippo. D. Filippo. So he played. He he. You know he's he was a coach. He's been a coach since two thousand at Fordham on down. Um, he served as the quarterback coach for Philadelphia when you know Carson Wentz started coming along um, in two thousand sixteen and seventeen. So he he. He's molded quarterbacks before. And now, like I said, again, quarterbacks will be the most important position, not only in football, but in the XFL particularly. It's going to be an offensive league. That's why they're making such a big deal about these quarterbacks that they want to get. They want to get these quarterbacks. They want to they want to build around the quarterback. Um, however, in his only year as offensive coordinator of the Vikings, he kind of just tanked. But, I mean, he is a Super Bowl winning coach as a quarterback coach. He, he not only did he develop Wentz, but he helped Nick Foles become Super Bowl MVP. If you think about it, in a way, I think Foles has always been outstanding. I mean, he's been great, you know, in, in places. However, he was fired um, after Week 14 
against Seattle when they only scored seven points. I don't think it's all him, though. Um, you know, you see what he did with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Kirk Cousins is a, is a career killer. I mean, he'll, hell, he's only won four games against winning teams, against teams winning records. And, I mean, at the beginning of the year, well, let's not ignore that Adam Thielen was the, one of the hottest wide receivers in NFL history. I think De La Filippo, De La Filippo could be a good coach. I think he's a good uh, quarterback coach. I think he's a quarterback whisperer. Uh, for anybody not named Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is a damn death trap. I do think he'll be a good XFL coach. I think they should go after him. I don't think – I think many people are going to see what he did at Minnesota in the NFL and maybe not hire him. The thing with the XFL is they got to get on these coaches now. they got to announce them now before somebody swoops them along and gives them a minor deal to be a quarterback coach. Let's see what these guys can do in an offensive league. Again, this can be an offensive league. That's why I picked nothing but offensive coordinators to be the coaches. This guy's coached under Tom Coffin, Lane Kiffin, Tom Table, Cable, Rex Ryan, Dennis Allen, Tony Soprano, uh, Soprano, I'm sorry, Doug Peterson, Mike Zimmer. He's been around good minds. I think he could be a good head coach. We'll see him build a team, put in his offensive plan, get him a good quarterback like a Wentz, an athletic quarterback. That's the thing. Wentz even Foles are kind of athletic. I mean, hell, Foles caught a damn touchdown. Kirk Cousins ain't got that kind of, you know, athletic ability, I don't think. So let's see what he does with a young quarterback like he had with Wentz. And I think he could be a good coach. So um, I think he'd be I think he'd be a great coach. I think he'd be a great XFL coach. Next guy I want to look at is um, Steve Sarkeesian. We're talking about redemption tours. We're talking about people that need a second chance. Again, he was a quarterback for BYU. Um, he was a quarterback for the Canadian Football League for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. These former players who used to be quarterbacks come into what's going to be a huge quarterback league like the XFL. Well, they need to know their quarterback inside and out. It's going to be important. He played his college ball at BYU. Um, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, at BYU. 95 and 96. Played in Saskatchewan from 97 to 99. He wasn't the greatest. He had 16 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, and finished with 3 and 15 record at the CFL. He was a head football coach at Washington in 2000, uh, let's see, 2008. He signed a contract in 2013. He did okay at Washington. He just kind of middle of the ground, 76-76. Um, he went to USC to be the head coach there. He was a big-time get for USC. Um, a lot of people liked Sarkeesian when he was in Washington. Uh, he didn't have the best record in the world, but he was better than what Washington had before him. But he wasn't really great at USC either. He kept, you know, he, he kept getting in trouble. He, he, he took a leave right to 2015. He had a drinking problem, drug problem, whatever you want to call it. Um, he got fired by USC for all that, for all the alcohol-related incidents that he had. Um, Hayden, um, the USC... Um, president, uh, athletic director, said he didn't do a public record check on Sarkeesian for hiring him. If he did, he would know he got in trouble a lot. Uh, Sarkeesian filed a $30 million wrongful termination lawsuit against USC, but later agreed to move it to private arbitration. He lost. Um, so, I mean, the, he had, they had every right to fire him. Um, 2006, Alabama, Alabama uh, hired him to be an analyst. Um, after Lane Kiffin left, he became offensive coordinator. 2017, and um, he he only put it's where he he was only offensive coordinator for one game, a loss to Clemson in the national championship game. 
On February 7th, after uh, Kyle Shanahan left the Falcons, he was offense coordinator, but everything tanked for the Falcons. The scoring output, uh, 33 points per game to 22.1 in 2017. He was fired uh, when the Falcons cleaned house on New Year's Eve. So he has coached with Nerd Turner and Dan Quinn. Um, he's coached with Nick Saban. I think he, I think it's a good redemption story. Um, he, he's been clean. He's been clean. You know, he's clean for the Falcons. He didn't cause any problems. Um, he needs second chance. This should be a second chance league. I ain't talking about for people that beat their wives or anything like Cream Hunt, but for coaches who have messed up, for coaches with alcohol problems, coaches that cheated on their wife. I think the coaches need a second chance, just like the players do. I think these are good coaches that are out there, and coaches XFL should be going after. I thought they were going to be going after middle to tier coaches, but I think these guys should be had for cheap because people are tired of getting them chances. And I think that XFL should be a second chance league. Former again, former quarterback, former offensive coach. He knows what he's doing. Coach big time college football. He's a you know he can win. Um, so what's he, what he does when he's a head coach of a, of a, a, a pro team when he can build the team? I think uh, Sarkeesian's likely to be an XFL coach. My next one is Nathaniel Hackett. Um, he is the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. I know what you're thinking. Holy crap. Why the Jaguars offensive coordinator? He's been a quarterback coach. Um, I know I know you're thinking Blake Bortles is off. But he has turned Blake Bortles into almost a Super Bowl quarterback. Let's not forget that. He was almost a Super Bowl quarterback. Because of his quarterback coaching. I mean, he, he quarterback coaching and offensive coordinator. He was almost a Super Bowl quarterback. I mean, they they just held the Patriots. They'd have been playing the Super Bowl against the Eagles. I don't think they'd have won. I think the Eagles' destiny last year. But he turned Blake Bortles into a playoff caliber winning quarterback. Blew out Pittsburgh in the divisional round. And almost outdueled Tom Brady. And if you think about it, Bortles kind of did outdo Tom Brady in that game. Um, he likes running the ball, of course, because of Leonard Fournette. I do think that even though it's a quarterback, this gonna be a quarterback league. I think he, um, I think he would do good in XFL. I think I think there's gonna get some good running backs in XFL. I think they're gonna find some. They're not gonna just not run the ball. This is gonna be a totally passing league. If you have one coach that can spread them out and run the ball down the throat, I think Nathaniel Hackett could be it. I mean, he's offense coordinator um, for the Jaguars, offense coordinator for the Bills, the offense coordinator for Syracuse uh, College. Um, again, a quarterback coach that knows what he's doing. He knows how to relate quarterbacks. If anybody can turn Blake Bortles into almost a Super Bowl quarterback, I think he can do wonders for some of these young guys and, and, and some older, wildly, wildly veterans in the XFL. I know it's out of left field name, uh, but I can see Nathaniel Hackett as a, as a, as a coach. Um, he's the son of former college and NFL quarterback Paul Hackett. Or, I'm sorry, NFL coach Paul Hackett. So I think that these young guys, he's 39, give him a chance. Let him see what he does. Um, let him build himself back up. Um, he didn't have the greatest luck in Jacksonville, but hell, Blake Bortles is another career killer like um, like Kirk Cousins is. So let's see what he can do with some actual talent. I ain't saying that's nothing against Blake Bortles, but Blake Bortles was awful. He's the shit. But I mean, hell, I mean, let's not ignore what he did last year. I know some of that was a defense, but Bortles carried him in the playoffs. And Leonard Fournette has been a thousand yard wrestler uh, under him. So I think he deserves a shot. I don't think it'd be a, a bad hire. Um, the last one on my coach's list for the Black Monday, he's a popular guy, Jim Bob Cooter. He played football for Tennessee. He has coached at Tennessee at the Colts, Kansas City, Denver, before being hired as offensive coordinator at Detroit. 
He was a backup quarterback at Tennessee. So there it is again. He's a former quarterback. Um, he didn't get a lot of playing time, but he is a former quarterback. He knows what it takes to be a quarterback. I think XFL needs to go after these former quarterbacks to help the quarterbacks coming in to make this a quarterback league. Quarterbacks should be the start of the team. They should be the vocal point. And if these former quarterback offense coordinators can show them the way, and it's about the quality of the play. Let's get quality quarterback coaches. Quality of the play is going to start with the quarterback. This would be perfect. Jim Bob Cooter led um, – there's a quarterback coach 2014. They wanted to interview. He wanted to, uh, the Bears wanted to interview him as their offense coordinator. 2015, he got promoted um, by the Lions, and he was uh, offense coordinator until New Year's Day this year. They didn't renew his contract. Matthew Stafford had some of his best years under him. They went to the playoffs. Some of the Lions don't normally do. Under Jim Bob Cooter. He's a good offense coordinator. He don't run the ball a lot, but in the XFL, I don't think he's going to need to. Uh, I do think he need to run it some. That's why I like Nathaniel Hackett as a coach. I think Jim Bob Hooter, Cooter, Cooter is the most likely coach to join the XFL out of all these. He's a name. Um, he's a likable guy. He's a good offensive coordinator. He's a good coach. And he gets the most out of his quarterbacks, like Matthew Stafford. So, let's see what he can do as a head coach. Let's see what all these guys can do as a team builder. So, let me rank them what I think most likely to happen. I think Jim Bob Cooter is number one. Uh, Apple White is two. Um, Steve Carcassian is three. De La Flip, De La is four. Um, Hackett's five. Leftwich is six. Petrino and Urban Meyer. I think that's how you round it out. Um, but, yeah, I want to see what happens and you know, when they actually announce the coaches. I'll come back and say, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong about who I think was going to get hired. But when the time comes, I, I'm, I will be here to break it down. I'll be breaking it down for y'all. Thank you for the support. Uh, check out uh, XFL2K.com where my podcast will be uploaded uh, in video form. Um, check out YouTube page in uh, XFL2K.com. Check out the XFL board um, for forums and everything like that. You know, be a part of the community. Follow me on Twitter at XFL Podcast and Facebook at XFL Podcast. Thank you for the support. Uh, the next episode I'll be going over, it'll be a, probably a shorter episode, but I'll be going over what I want to see week one, what cities I want to see play each other week one. Um, and we're getting close, guys. We're getting there. We're about a year away. I know you're excited. The offseason has begun, and anytime there's breaking news, I'll be there. Good night and happy new year. Let's keep it going.